Welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I've been trying to put this into words. I, it's like something takes a part of me, you know? It's like you and I were meant to be just sure. like a cheap fuck for me to lay. Wait, what? Uh, something takes <laughs> a part of me, you know? I'm just I'm feeling like a freak on a leash, Tom. That's how I've been feeling yeah. lately. Um Mm-hmm. You want to see that? That is crazy that you're feeling that way because we're talking about a band that has expressed very similar uh, sort of shit to Wait, what, you're, what you're going through. Yeah, <laughs> someone understands. Yeah, th- I think these guys might understand the t- sort of shit that you're feeling <laughs> about uh, being a free. And it, you didn't have to wear a leash onto the show today. <laughs> and I don't know who this guy is, all, slightly off screen, <laughs> uh, tightening up the chain around your neck. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> and uh, things have changed since you left New York, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you did say you've been making more money lately. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm starting to see. Uh, we have a great guest today. We've been we've been trying to get this guy for about 17 years. Finally, his star has fallen enough to be on, on, on the stand by your band. Also past guest, but also past guest, of course. Dave Ross is with us. I meant the Zoom version. Well, you did yeah. the in person version. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I meant the Zoom one. Yeah, the real kind of podcast. Yeah. over zoom hi fellas thanks for having me back of i will course. in my defense i think i need on. to say to your audience that what happened was um they tommy and tom have asked me to do the show a bunch of times what they would do is they would text me and they would say <laughs> hey dave can you do our podcast right now can you do it right now and uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And here's the thing, Dave. That's called how we book it every fucking week. So <laughs> every guest you hear, you notice how they're out of breath because you made them sprint Run across here. town. Yeah, <laughs> they're even at home, and they're like, "No, you have to. We have a specific place we want you to zoom from." Yeah, yeah. we like it to be an undisclosed location that even we don't know, so that <laughs> yeah. our rabid fans can't find we you. We have a safe house. You have to run full speed to this safe house and jump on the mm-hmm. zoom now, right now. <laughs> Uh, honestly, no, no, no. Yeah, it was uh, it was last minute, which I get. I do everything last minute too. It was so many times that I <laughs> couldn't do it though that I'm honestly shocked that you kept asking. It was like oh, a weird of amount of. <laughs> it would always be like also the one day like I moved here. I don't know anyone. <laughs> I don't have a job, and so like once every 14 days I leave my house for 10 minutes, and you guys are like now. <laughs> I'm like. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is how we do it, and yeah. we did have. To be honest, it was all a, a strategy because we, we really we wanted you to feel like we wanted you to do the show that week, right. but not actually. We didn't want you to do it, so we had totally. our Dave Dar on you, and uh, we knew exactly where you were at all moments. Totally. And, Every uh, time you heard I was doing something, you were like, "We should just ask him now." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Dave's so in the bathroom. Wanted. Quick, ask him. We know Dave needs <laughs> to feel wanted, bathroom. but. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> Yeah, man. That's the Dave's reason we can't do it. <laughs> well, taking a shit takes a long time for me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, dude. And a piss. Yeah, man. And I do both of those over Zoom. <laughs> I have a dysfunction where I can only do one at a time, so it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Man, the this moment the I start of show pissing. Tommy likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Dude, uh, that lyric, yeah. uh, I'm excited to do this because, uh, well, you know, whatever. I could say it. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things I have to say about this band. You even reading the lyrics, in. Tommy, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's so I I'll be honest like this they fall into a category of bands that uh, I kind of avoided because they seemed they seemed scary uh, when I was a boy and uh, I was freaked out about it. am I I feel like my introduction to them was South Park if I'm not interesting if I'm not crazy when... I'm pretty sure there was a South Park episode featuring Corn but I could be no that I could be mixing them up they were the biggest rock band in the world for a few years and uh uh, that was during the time that south park was starting so that makes sense yeah yeah they are in the it's like a scooby-doo parody episode yeah yes (laughs) it's it was the halloween episode in uh uh i do not know what oh season three episode 10 corn's groovy pirate ghost mystery and it made me think they were absolute fucking legends because right. they were on the Edge Lord King show. Y'all know Cartman? That <laughs> That's it would so be cool funny. to meet them and ask them questions about like if Cartman's cool uh, <laughs> yeah. when the when the cameras are off. <laughs> I bet Cartman is cool. I bet we'd find out that Stan is actually a huge asshole. Totally, <laughs> totally, yeah. It is funny how that's happened recently. I feel like one of the reasons I love corn now, and I do, and I like, I'm with you, Tom. I hated them, and uh, they like <laughs> scared me. But their whole thing, that whole scene, and vi- everything about it was wrong and bad to me. And mm-hmm. uh, and I like fancied myself like a punk guy or an indie guy, you yeah. know. And now mm-hmm. I still like that stuff, the music. But uh, all those, I think the reason, one of the reasons I liked it and I, it became an, a part of my identity is it felt like those people were like more into creativity and, uh, and like accepting your feminine side and you're being soft mm. and you're being honest about having feelings and being afraid and shit, right? That's like yeah. one of the things that it made me feel accepted and like uh, not afraid of them. <laughs> but then isn't yeah. it so fucked up that as the years passed, we sort of found out that those guys are all fucking douchebags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I remember yeah. loving emo yeah. and then you look back at emo and you're like, Oh, yikes guys. Yeah. When the song yeah, is about how you'll kill yourself if she won't date you. That's a little toxic, I might say. I disagree. I think that women should have to date you if you think if you're going to kill yeah. yourself. Yeah, I mean, what are you? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, stay alive and not have a girlfriend. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sucks. That sucks, and you don't what want your life God to would suck. Allow that? Exactly. Yeah, these women think that Adam gave his rib for them to be able to reject them, and they're when they're sad. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't seem right yeah i don't think any god-fearing christian deserves to be bummed out you know yeah (laughs) to have a bummer happen to you dude (laughs) what kind of god would allow that that's not in the bible nowhere in the bible yeah abraham was never bummed dude yeah Uh, adam (laughs) abraham was never like uh i just want to listen to radio it's raining (laughs) the only reason i don't believe in god is there's nowhere in the bible where uh moses gets depressed (laughs) 
<laughs> Moses gets lonely at some point, but he trucks on somehow, yeah. and I don't believe it. Not for a moment. Yeah, 40 days and 40 nights, my ass. <laughs> yeah. um, you're not telling me one of those days he stopped for a second and was like, man, this fucking sucks. Yeah, dude. I got, yeah, he, he's walking so across the lazy. desert. He didn't get plantar fasciitis. Dude, this is not a real story. <laughs> you said it right, but it did say how sound like how a robot would say it. Plantar. Like chat, <laughs> Plantar. I yeah. Well, you know, I haven't been alive in years. <laughs> um, really quick, because I don't have a ton on this band, but one thing I did do is my wife has become obsessed with uh chat GPT. I don't know if you guys I still don't really know what it is. is. I don't understand it. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, but it is useful, ex- except people will use it for li- as like Google, and it's not like accurate. It kind of just pulls together information from the internet and talks like a like almost like a person, but it's not accurate all the time. And I couldn't. I I decided it might be fun to ask Chat GPT if it liked corn and it was like look like i don't have subjective tastes like i don't that's what it said i can't really do that yeah it was like i can't really do i can't Uh. like stuff but uh, (laughs) it was like here's some reasons why people might like them here's some reasons why people might not like them and then i asked it for uh funny moments from corn and one of the things it listed was that apparently corn did a Matt, they they did some collab work with Nas, the rapper, one of my uh, childhood favorite rappers, yeah. uh, Nas. <laughs> and uh, it says, and I don't know if this is true. I tried to Google it to corroborate uh, the information, but uh, it said that during uh, recording with Nas, Nas asked the frontman what the lyrics meant, and he said that it was that he got molested as a boy, and then it was just like really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> wow. And I couldn't, I don't know how it came up with that or if that's real or not, but it seems like it has to be real. Like, I can't well, imagine I, I know AI coming up with that. It is true that Nas did a song with Korn, right? Yes. And it I is listened true. to a little bit of it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And it is true that Korn's, uh, like, a lot of their, especially early songs, are about how he got molested as a boy. So that's mm-hmm. all, yeah, I believe it. The only really shocking part is that Nas said yes and never dropped out of that project. And, you know, I look again in my later years, I've grown an appreciation for corn, but there's also like, you know, there's a reason I didn't like it. (laughs) Sure. Uh, (laughs) Nas. I mean, Nas is one of the best ever, maybe the best rapper ever. And well, Jay-Z also did shit with Korn, right? Somebody else did. There was some another notable act. Uh, uh, no, tons, dude. Like, a lot. they collaborate yeah. with everyone. I mean, first, they must be the coolest guys in the world. Also, again, like, mm-hmm. their shit is, uh, was I groundbreaking in a bunch of ways. And uh, Yeah, the thing that people, that kept coming up is that they were, like, the pioneers of new metal. Yeah. They were, like, the first big, the first big new metal group. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I like I for this. I went back and listened to a bunch of it, and honestly, especially their first three records, and even like mm-hmm. to a certain degree, their fourth are fucking dope. And they're not yeah. only like had not a lot of shit been done like that, but it's like I don't know, man. It just kind of like 
it's just it's like super heavy, but it also kind of bumps, and uh, sure. you can sort of dance to it. And it also is very like vulnerable. The guy legitimately sings about massive fucking problems that he has. On like a yeah, them in Lincoln Park, they like publicly and in a mainstream place talked about their feelings in a way that had never really been done before, which is pretty cool too. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the issue is like t- two things for me. The biggest one at the time, like. That shit was so – the crowd – I don't know. I guess like droves and droves of men who had no way of plugging into their feelings but loved to punch people and be tough needed Mm -hmm. to have something. And those guys ruined my life, you know? (laughs) Like I hated those guys. and uh, Ruined my life. Ruined (laughs) – no, they were like horrible. So I – they were just like – you know the macho dudes. I I, I yeah. did not get along with them, and uh, they made me uh, feel bad about myself. You know, uh-huh. like I don't want to say just bullies. Some of them were bullies, but also I just mean like in their existence, I was like a shy, soft, small kid who just like liked girls and was scared to talk to them. And it really felt like yeah. I was going to. I I, I had no. I was, I don't know, I should be killed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not enough of a man or whatever. So anything that was like macho at that degree, I was just like, fuck this. And I think anyone who was a softie at all in that era feels the same way. But then yeah. once that shit can't get you anymore, you can listen to it again and be like, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Because, yeah, I was very similar. I was a... I, I had a mix. I talked about it to uh, death on the show, but I was like, I was a mix between I loved rap, but I also loved like Coldplay, and so oh, I was a little softy bitch, but I liked, you know, I also liked uh, very. I liked like Tupac, and so I liked like the murder, like the hard shit that yeah. was like, but I, but not this stuff for some reason. Like I was right. like, this is scary to me, and like. I yeah, was like that with punk rock. White I male anger. There was something I was like really averse to. I was like, I don't feel this at all, or I don't vibe with this at all. You know. Well, here's the other thing, also about corn. Like I and, and that I was, I didn't really get very into hip hop in high school, but I mm-hmm. loved punk music, and also I liked metal more punk, but yeah. like things that were loud and fast, I loved it. So it is like. You would think I could get into this for the same thing you're saying about rap. You liked like intense, mm-hmm. aggressive rap, but not this. And I think a big reason is like, I think the major downfall of a band like Korn is that they take themselves so fucking seriously that mm-hmm. it's inherently ridiculous. Like there's only so many songs I can hear about like bugs <laughs> crawling on my skin <laughs> Before I'm like, that's never happened to me. Or just like, they got like 15 songs about jaundice, you know, like, like relax. Uh, You're on every Saw soundtrack. Like the world is not a horror movie. Yeah. And, uh, or go way into it, like a black metal band or whatever. But this sort of like, Mm -hmm. it's very serious and he's got... You know, there's like everyone makes fun of him for the hum, dum, da, dum, like that shit. But he also has this way of singing where he's like, he's just this like little <laughs> goblin like character in Nightmare Before Christmas. And so I do think there's that too. Like hip hop and punk rock and like a lot of indie music and a lot of like lower fi shit can be really aggressive and like pump you up. But not a lot of hip hop, even the most like gangster version of it, 
completely takes itself seriously. There's like an awareness mm-hmm. that this is art and we are exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. And uh, still, like, you know, I can, like, get down with some corn now, but after a couple songs, I'm like, nah, right. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i not, like, lost in a dark forest right now. Like, uh, yeah. I'm walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, you're walking down a Brooklyn street. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. There's no, like, and, nice. and I'm definitely a super, like, I'm a extra romantic person. Like, when I'm walking around, mm-hmm. I'm listening to music that's trying to turn my day or night into a music video. But, sure. But that music video yeah. will never be, like, spooky. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that at all. I don't no. understand. But, you know, but obviously there's there's a lot here. Tommy, what's your background with these boys? Well, speaking of uh, the scary elements of corn, my one thing I had with them, that I, my one anecdote was when I was, like, first making playlists. I don't remember how old I was, but I was always very excited to make a playlist for everything. And when I made a Halloween playlist, I remember it was like all novelty songs about Halloween and then just free yeah. kind of leash by corn. <laughs> it's just like a song that is not about mummies or anything. And it's, just like, Dude, it's like Monster Mash and then just a corn single. Uh, so they're just that scary. You also um, got to give it up uh, to him for bringing goth into the mainstream. And then like, yeah. and then the band, I don't know if you remember this, but when they got big, the first band that they broke with their star power was Limp Biscuit. They were like buddies wow. with Limp Biscuit, wow. And then Limp uh-huh. Biscuits they pulled up Stained. And it's just this like, yeah. what are, how are you Weird guys team. all friends? And well, uh, then Stained famously brought Dua Lipa into the fold. Yeah, totally. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Stained, Stained inspired Little Nas X, of course. Yes. Dua Lipa, of course, uh, was the one that brought up uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, which a lot of people don't know. <laughs> yeah. She saw his family eating spaghetti and I was like, you got to uh, talk about All these this. people were on the Family Values Tour when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, they were. Cornish. That was a great tour. That was, was the merge was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Ray Romano opened. Yeah, yeah, dude. The first band was Ray Romano, and then of course Stained. <laughs> That's right. And then right after that, right after that, a pig that drinks beer, and uh, then of course Slim Biscuit and Corn. By the way, and I was most, uh, most people were there for the pig. Yeah, I, I said that because I was a rock radio DJ from 2004 to 2006 in Fresno, California. And we had mm-hmm. an outdoor music festival once, uh, and one of the headliners was a pig that drinks beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. That is very insane to do. It's also like people always talk about how smart pigs are, and it feels like you're like, oh, how smart are you now, piggy? You fucking drunk ass. Yeah, well, humans are technically the smartest animal, and we drink <laughs> mm-hmm. constantly. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, if these animals are so smart, they can handle their liquor. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah, this pig was a fucking dude. You get four peers in this pig, and he's a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> he's cat calling girls and shit. I, that's <laughs> he's a he's being frankly a pig. <laughs> yeah, he's a pig. <laughs> no, it's funny that that's like the sort of thing that's either like from an Indiana like radio station dj thing or like and happening at the halftime of a demolition derby or (laughs) it's a vice article like it's like a study done (laughs) right he gave these pigs beer (laughs) (laughs) 
Totally. It is, man. Working at that station was, uh, was so funny because I like literally like I, everything I said about high school was true. Like punk and and trying to like not like get away from the regular dudes. And then I went to college, and in college, I like you know did a shitload of drugs and sort of continued that to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my first job out of college was I got like six hours a week late night radio DJ at a clear channel radio station. And I moved there and did that. And so I'm immediately going from like years of just really trying as hard as I could to get away from men. And then I'm just mm-hmm. at a rock radio station in Fresno. <laughs> and, uh, and it like, it was really funny because it was so, it was just so much fun. And it just like immediately exploded all of my understandings of the world. And, uh, Everybody was pretty nice, you know, like, in, <laughs> and they were a lot of fun and there were other problems that I'll happily say, but dude, the festival, they had what, you know, at that festival where there was a pig that drinks, they also had blind guy boxing, you know, Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so many blind dudes signed up for it, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that feels like an easy one to cheat at. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You never know. Uh, <laughs> But then, of course, uh, you know, there's like on that same festival, pop the two of the headliners were Papa Roach and Steve-O. And here's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Papa Roach would not let Steve-O on their tour bus. They were like, <laughs> we're better than you or whatever. That wow. sucks. Yeah, it was so lame, dude. That's uh, also just seeing Steve-O trying to get on. That's just a really sad <laughs> story. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, it's all sad Uh, it's all very sad yep uh we should go ahead and hear some music so that we've been we've been teasing these people for too long um let's go ahead and hear a song what do you say so i have uh first on this list that you sent us i have blind which uh i read is a lot when i was looking up uh why people or i was looking up like do people hate uh corn and it was like people being like yeah, there's these people who only like the song Blind and yeah. then they don't fucking get it, you know. And uh so here is I think uh, Blind is the reason they're big at, they got became a thing at all. It was mm-hmm. like the single on their first album. Yeah. Yeah. Really okay, let's give it a taste. song is um from the perspective of a blind boxer um, <laughs> right in the match and <laughs> i should never saw the blind guy boxing and he's saying i'm so blind i should not be here yeah. what I'm am i so doing blind. why did i get this? hitting me with this 
<laughs> hey, who punched me? That was your opponent. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about that one? That was also your opponent. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that song is about lead singer Jonathan Davis's drug problems, mostly <laughs> amphetamines, oh, sure. and how he would feel scattered when he was under the influence. It's a track from Korn's first album, which Davis says was easy to write because he had his whole life experience to draw from, <laughs> all 22 years of it. Uh, and while he sings about finding a way to cope with the drugs on this song, he didn't sober up until 1998, motivated by an incident where his son saw him drunk. Huh. He's wow. dead. Why are you getting hammered with this pig in our house? <laughs> what are you doing to that pig? <laughs> yeah, this pig's so drunk it's fighting a blind guy. <laughs> this pig can't drive. <laughs> how, how, I'm surprised that Jonathan Davis was sober in 1998. I don't. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Would not have believed that. By the way, you you guys asked me to pick songs. One of the ones I I did not pick "Freak on a Leash," and. Mm. Uh, it's I don't know. It's because I feel like everyone knows it. I do want to say though yeah. that song is dope. It's like hard to people talk shit about corn, but when you hear that song, it's like also that video was dope. The bullet going through everything. I don't know, man. People like <laughs> reflexively. It's one of these things where people reflexively talk shit about corn just because everyone talks shit about corn. But I can almost guarantee you that that like it's at least their biggest singles. A lot of people going back to listen to him will be like, oh, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I think you're right. Let's let's hear just a second of Free Gun Unleashed, because I am having a tough time remembering it, because I just listened to these songs. So this is also the song where famously the the break the bridge is when he goes I I actually like that I, I like that song. I gotta be honest. Dude, it's dope. I actually <laughs> I really picked, do like it. <laughs> I picked Twist instead of that one because Twist, the entire song is that shit. Is him the, the chubby yeah, the chubby checker coming? Right? Opens with that. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, let's go. Let's go in the yeah. Yeah, chubby checker cover. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it translates to. Twist again, like you did last summer. Yeah, see, you guys can hear it. <laughs> 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 it's, I'm it's sorry. It's Adam awesome. Sandler every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does just make you want to do it. Yeah. It fucking rules, man. It's ridiculous, but it fucking rules, man. It's like the movie Con Air, dude. It's it's dope. It's a bunch of garbage, but it fucking rules. <laughs> he does sound like if Yoda was on like psychedelics. <laughs> he sounds like. <laughs> oh man. I wonder when he first did that. I mean, like, how did that? You know what I mean? Like, did that? You're just riffing on stage. It would yeah. never occur to me to do that. 
to do that in front of people. Ever. That seems like something you do. Like you're just fucking around at home. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> totally. he was like, oh, I gotta take this gotta, to the stage. <laughs> I'll bet you one of his bandmates said it to him, dude. You gotta do that. But <laughs> <laughs> then you act. Yeah. yeah, man. That is like true creativity. <laughs> you're like you yeah. trust yourself so much. His bandmate saw him eating raw vision. meat and was just like, hey, those noises you're making. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was puking. Someone was like, "This is shit." This is <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you know that sound you've been looking for. That's great. Bad the future is that Marty McFly comes back and plays "Blind" by Corn. <laughs> <laughs> All these like fifties people are like eating it up though. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we can dance to this. I'm gonna fall in love with Marty Mc- with uh, Marty's dad. To this. <laughs> That's right. It's his dad in this one. He goes back in time. He fucks his dad. <laughs> yeah. When are they gonna make uh, gay back in the future, <laughs> yeah, dude? It's 2023, man. What the fuck? Come on. <laughs> Can he fuck his dad in this one? <laughs> How is that not what happened in Back to the Future 2 at least? You know? He goes that to the year fun plot line is like both of the parents fall in love with him because... <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, what's the storyline? It re- It's like he goes back and his... Uh-huh. It's like an accident, but it was that his dad... Was a peeping Tom on his mom. Right. And his mom was going to go to the prom with Biff. And Biff, like, yes. beats his dad's ass. And then that's how they meet. And then instead. I don't totally remember how it. Cause she, does she does she go with Biff? And then Biff is trying to assault her. And then oh, that's Marty's dad punches Biff. And then now she's his date. Uh, because male violence actually solves everything. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I guess uh, it was that he. Yeah, in the original story. Oh yeah, she does go with the dad to the prom because she meets him when he's he gets hit by her father's car after he's a peeping tom. But then he's like, everyone in their family is a weakling because he doesn't defend her when Biff is trying to assault her, right? But then he, like, in the movie, he gets, like, confidence and punches Biff in the face and knocks him out. And then when they come back, I think that's right. everyone's now confident. Fu- now I feel fully lost. I forgot that there was, like, the real timeline yeah. of what happened. And then the amended one when he goes back. I'm just trying so, yeah, to... Yeah, the real one, I think, is what you're saying. Yeah. I think if we, like... So if that... I'm just trying to, like, say what I think the real timeline is out loud to imagine what it would be for a dad. Like, why, how, you know what I mean? Like, why would his dad fall in love with him? I mean, I guess it's just his dad is going to the prom with Biff. Yeah, he's also (laughs) at the prom. He sees this hot piece of meat, and he says, ooh, boy, I'd like to have a little... (laughs) (laughs) That, you know. We got more songs to talk about. Yeah. Oh, guys, I like I this. I think this episode is pretty much done. <laughs> we got another 15 minutes to cover the <laughs> gay Back to the Future. <laughs> I, I would love to keep talking about gay Back to the Future the entire episode. All right, let's hear Got the Life. Oh, yeah, this is the one, dude. 
this song, it would play on the radio when I was a kid, and I would lie to my friends and say I didn't like it, but I loved oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I literally was like, oh, I can't, I'm not punk or whatever stupid shit. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. So like super <clears throat> catchy. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, I love it, man. I think That's they're this will come up in the ratings. I think they're a lot better than Limp Biscuit, I will say. Yes. As far as the two bands that are inextricably linked forever, I yeah. would say they seem to be the more talented of the two. I think so. But I'll also say I can now like Corn and Limp Biscuit are the two from that scene that I can get down with now. And Limp Biscuit, it's a little bit more of like a nostalgic like these guys are funny, but it like they know how to write a pop song, and it is like I don't know, it's fucking catchy, and I don't care that he's bullying me anymore. Because back then, especially Limp Biscuit, he's he had the backwards red hat. He has like the white tough guy. Those guys fucking sucked in the late nineties. <laughs> the Limp Biscuit dudes with the stonewashed yeah. jeans and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I threw on break stuff a little while ago, and I was like, damn man, this song fucking slaps. And then if you, I looked them up, and they, dude, they're touring. Their show is, they play their 10 hit singles, and then they get the fuck off the stage, uh, which I love. And if, I don't know. I, uh, they're just like, yeah, man, we're dads. We're famous. Uh, we do only this. We're not trying to uh, do anything new. Except I think they did write a song called, like, it's called, like, Dad Rock or something. <laughs> they have a new single. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for some reason, like, I am now good with both of them. But the rest of new, new metal as a general sound still is, it's rough, dude. It's I was just looking one. up, because I thought, this is a chat GPT thing where it, I was looking up uh, controversies and stuff. And it said there was, like, a moment where... Corn went out on stage and pretended to be Limp Biscuit, uh, and Limp Biscuit got pissed off about it. And I couldn't tell if that was real or not. Well, they were, they definitely were like they had like beef because I was reading articles beef. that like they toured together in 2016 and it was like a them making it like we're friends oh. again because they did have beef. Yeah. yeah, they did. That's so interesting to hear. Because I thought I'm trying to figure out what happened. Because yeah, they 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 had on and off again feud. I had a hard time figuring out the source of it as well. Um, I wonder if it's just know? literally like you know, if you're in a band with someone or a lot or like do something with someone a long time, you end up having issues. You know, sure, yeah, like, yeah, very understandable. They, yeah, they had like a festival or a tour that they did together for fucking years uh, mm-hmm. that I never. The them and then Lincoln Park ended up becoming a part of the Family Values tour. I think it is. I mean, it, it is an incredible name to call it the Family <laughs> Values tour. It's like yeah. a great joke, <laughs> and is. I think you have to give them props for that. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Totally. I remember when I was in high school thinking that was a good, good joke, and here yeah. I am, fucking 15 years later, yeah, <laughs> still totally. giving him props. Uh, I wanted to get one Jonathan Davis fact out before we do our last song and uh, mm-hmm. peanut gallery and stuff, which is that, I don't know if you know this, Dave, but he taught himself how to play the bagpipes, which I think Oh, cool. I did know that. And he plays them on a couple songs in the discography, but... And he plays um, them live. So, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. When I worked at that fucking radio station, Corn uh, was probably the biggest band we play. And then they're from Bakersfield, which is an hour and a half south of Fresno. And Fresno, if you haven't been, Fresno's very similar to Corn in that it's like hell and it's horrible. But uh, be, uh, people are very unfair about it. Uh, there's plenty of redeeming qualities, and it's like that. It's just this, like, hot place with a lot of like pain and crime <laughs> which makes sense that why corn came from there and i was a dj there from 2004 to 2006 so like corn was past its prime already and they would still sell out a 5,000 person venue in fresno and um so they uh they came and i saw them i saw them and look i was a dj at this station you know and uh we played all of this like new metal shit we also we played a ton of other shit too but we played all like very hard stuff and the entire time i was like i don't like this shit i'm a punk guy i don't i don't i don't like it and then i went and i saw corn live and even then i was like this is one of the greatest shows anyone could possibly see it was amazing Damn. they played for hours he was wearing a fucking kilt he came out and played the bagpipes a few times. They played every hit, and then they played everything else. And the crowd went fucking nuts, dude. It was like, yeah. Wow. They're a great live um, band. Oh, yeah. The second yeah. second part of the bagpipe thing they wanted to say is that uh, he, got, he was interviewed about it. And part of the reason was because his grandma loved the bagpipes and would play records of pipe bands. But the other part was, this is his quote, the real reason I wanted to play bagpipes was that in Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, when Spock died and that motherfucker Scotty played Amazing Grace on the bagpipes, everybody tears up and I'm like, I gotta play bagpipes. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love that quote. That's great. That is a ridiculous thing to think. Scotty. There's a certain man. That's great. There's a, uh, there's some about that era of music where there's just like they just don't they just don't fully know what cool is, you know? Like imagine saying that out loud and being like everyone's going to think this is dope. <laughs> there's a certain the way with, it is. I guess. To be totally that that <laughs> makes me like him so much more. It, it makes like, me right. exactly that is yeah, he's an like insane a nerd. thought to yeah. have. Yeah. 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 And at the end of the day, like, if you're a goofy-ass nerd learning the bagpipes because of that, like, that's yeah. great. I love that. That's true. Um, all right. It we, just reminds me of this we, Nickelback quote where someone asked him why they're called that. And he says, well, I used to work at this place, and there's a Starbucks across the street, and I would get a drink that cost four ninety five and give them a $5 bill, and they would give me a Nickelback. And he, like, looked at the interviewer. <laughs> Like they were about to suck his team. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's, it's different. Brutal. That's true. Yeah. But you know what? They went on to become our favorite band of all time. Truly. So <laughs> yeah. who's the idiots now? True. Um all right, let's listen to narcissistic cannibal featuring Skrillex and yes, Kill the dude. Noise. Yes. <laughs> I'm so run down and you're so sick and cold. 
You know, sometimes Skrillex is cool. Skrillex fucking rips, dude. I love Skrillex. (laughs) I fucking love that shit, man. I don't really know what people's complaint. Everyone's like, it sounds fucking, I don't know. What's bad about it? You're not, there's only one reason to listen to it. And uh, it's to like fight fucking robots or whatever. And uh, yeah, (laughs) it is great robot fighting music. That is for goddamn sure. I love that song because I just feel like after their fourth or fifth album, I went last night, I listened to a ton of their shit. And the thing is that after their like big hit stuff, it's, you know, it's kind of just all the same and they're still putting out records, but it's Mm -hmm. never gotten really horrible. They just like never really changed. They just like kept making songs that were just like, I'm trapped in a box or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I talk to ghosts. And then, you know, they should absolutely fucking do an album with Skrillex. And, Why not? Uh, yeah. If you like uh, spooky dad music, they're they're your band, man. They're never going away. I love that yeah. for them. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do have one more clip to play, and then we got to get to the comments, and then we got to wrap this up, unfortunately, very soon. But uh, Dave sent us uh, an MP3 that he was very excited yes. to have heard on the show, and so I want to play that. Wait, can I give you a little time. setup real quick? Yeah. yeah. So I like uh, I am not at all uh, a musician of any form, but I like know how to use sound editing software, right? And so every now and then I'll like fuck around with making like a beat or something. And my buddy Steve had sent me a beat and I was thinking about whatever, 90s rock or whatever. And I I don't know. I was just like bored one day and that radio in the late 90s is a big part of my life. And so I was like, I want to see if I can make something out of all this. There's all this like weird acapella shit that happened then as parts of their songs. And so that's that's what this is. And yeah, okay, you... I guess I'm proud of it. I guess. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome, Dave. 
That is weird because uh, I assumed that what you were sending was going to be something I hadn't heard before, but we played that at my wedding. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. Oh, that was great. That's, <laughs> that's a nice little... Uh, did, have you put that anywhere? It's on my SoundCloud, which has... I. It's like one of three things on there. I have like two followers. That should be. But, yeah. I feel like that would be a YouTube hit because uh, <laughs> people would be. Like, it's like a perfect uh, summation of that. Totally of that genre and time. It's great. Yeah, it's plus the bare naked ladies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> you also can't really hear. There's like a in the background part of the beat is uh, like a little two seconds of the Lumineers going hey and uh, <laughs> that AWOL Nation song. Great. Yeah, dude. Uh, I felt like it applied, but yes, very that's applicable. perfect for our show. Very, yeah. Yes. I'll also it, say this though, was the place for that. It <laughs> yeah. was made, made for. Well, how nice to finally have a forum. There is, I got to say, as a stand-up comedian who uh, does podcasts, it never really came up that song. There's nowhere <laughs> on the resume for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so thank you guys. Um, of course, uh, we got we got to get to these comments because we got to wrap this up. Unfortunately, it's been a, this has been a great time, but uh, we got some comments from the listeners of the show. Whether it's about uh, this band or just in general, there was we put out a uh, a controversial moments uh, on con- on Stand by Your Band Patreon episode, and I asked people to list theirs as what their favorite controversial moments. And uh, JV commented, wild to not include Joe Firestone demanding to call Jared mid-episode. <laughs> that was Drew so funny. Take oh. on the list. I forgot about that. Yeah, that should have been that on That was there. amazing. That was a great Joe's one. So uh, and, and Nick C. said, Tommy leaving his urine nation days behind for greener pastures, <laughs> specifically the ones found in Kentucky. That would be a tough one to submit. Also, I think that that list came out before the big changeover <laughs> in branding. It's horses Stand now. by your band. It's horses now. Um. All right. Here we go. Uh. This is stuff about corn. Brendan Power says, "While I admit to, uh, while I admire taking the risk, that Skrillex uh collab was weird." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh. JV says there isn't a lot of music that I enjoyed at one point in my life, but later fully grew out of. I fully grew out of this. It's the worst mix of all worlds. <laughs> bad as heavy music. Bad as melodic music. The current wave of reclaiming new metal as having been actually good. <laughs> Is as shameful as it is dishonest. <laughs> and terrible man. That's, Jesus Christ, JV. That's go awesome. off, JV. I I love that, dude. I will say that, that as much as I am clearly one of those guys who's like, "Corn's good. It's good now." Uh, I I also agree with that sentiment. I like. I I don't know. I I I think it's one thing to whatever. I don't need to make it about me. I think it's a little much to say new metal is good. <laughs> it's not good. And and there's like, did you see? So there was like the When We Were Young Festival. There's a lot of like uh, bring back pop punk, pop punk and emo from the same people. Yeah. There's a festival. I don't know if it's happened yet, but it's like a new metal revival festival in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's like fucking yeah. System of a Down and uh, shit. But then also some of the lesser bands like Cole Chamber and and Kidney Thieves and shit are going to be there. <laughs> and I just don't think it's necessary. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's. Nobody's ever defended Kidney Thieves. Here. <laughs> well, not the band. The uh, act has been defended. Many yeah, times. that has been defended a lot. We've had some some very some questionable shady characters. Bands. Yeah. I do feel like. Uh, ta- saying anything about kidney thieves is punching down. You know what I mean? I feel sure. like we're all 
They should probably need both to go the people who me. are doing it and the, <laughs> yes. and, yeah. Yeah. the blind boxing the blind. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, the pig drinking the IPA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Toby Braithwaite says, love them as a team to the extent I tried to call our objectively bad metal covers band Corn, spelled Q-U-O-R-N, <laughs> sadly vetoed by the others. Slightly worried to revisit 90s Corn as I su- suspect their output aged badly. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to crank through these last four. Uh, Nick C says, I saw a women's uh, acapella group cover Coming Undone about 10 years ago. I'll never forget the combo of arousal and fear it made me feel. And speaking of arousal, don't get Tommy started on touring key player, keyboard player Zach Baird. <laughs> uh, Dave comments. It's Baird's now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Baird's. not understand this at all. Uh, Dave commented, it's hilarious that three dudes went by Fieldy, Monkey, and Head while there's just a regular-ass Jonathan there. Love Anyways, that. most of it is bad, but I do sort of like issues for nostalgia's sake. Right. Did you know that Head uh, is a priest now? Is wow. that right? Or like a pastor, one of those two. Yeah. When that happened, I was at the radio station, and someone made a shirt with a picture of Head on it, and it says... Corn gave head to God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, I, whether you believe in all that stuff or not, you're going to hell. If you yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's a hell now. All right. uh, uh, you just created a hell. Yeah. Uh, also, fun fact uh, when they replaced head, it was with a guy from like Mudvayne or some shit. But because he, they, he could never be head, he had to play behind a screen and you could only see his shadow from the audience. Wow. Whoa. They would not acknowledge that he was a member of the band. That's That sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's really in. weird. Uh, Larry G. Huffman says, boo, but there is a funny joke in Gilmore Girls about the grandmother renting a house to them and calling them wonderf- wonderful gentlemen. <laughs> That's, That's great. <laughs> Finally, uh, Daniel Lemus says, uh, new metal legends. Oh, All right. okay. We don't have time to do the Facebook uh, today. Tommy, did we get anything on the Twitter? We did, but we should we should wrap up. This is, a, yeah, this is an advertise- advertisement for the Patreon. We can, uh, yeah, when- get on the Patreon. You get your thoughts guaranteed to be read, baby. Well, next time we do a Patreon, we'll read some corn comments and, and talk a little bit more about him. Yes, good call. Yeah, we'll give him a little more time. But uh, today we got to wrap this up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this a solid 2.75 out of 6 for me. It's just not my type of music. But I did enjoy I I really enjoyed uh, the third song we played. And, uh, yeah, they just they still scare me a little bit, but I think you made a lot of good points. I, I If I were – if this were three years ago, I probably would have given this – and it, with the wrong defense, I probably would have given it a one or a two out of six. But you, you came in here and you got the job done, Dave. Well, uh, Tommy, to what do you got? Well, you know, I, I, I still, I genuinely like Freak on a Leash. The rest of it, I, I would never listen to in a million years. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think since I famously gave Limp Biscuit a two, and I in this episode said they're better than Limp Biscuit, I think I'm going to join in the two point seven five club. Wow, Man. incredible! A I double two point seven five. Massively unfair to Corn. <laughs> <laughs> I think Corn deserves a lot more from that you. Is okay because Dave, you get to give a rating as well. What do you give them out of six? Seven. Uh, that's beautiful that yeah, balances it out dude just from the song got the life alone you literally i'm happy that you that we decided to do court on this episode because it brought got the life back into my life 
Uh, yes. I'm going to listen to it Beautiful. right after we hang up. I'm happy that we got to get out of here so I can listen. To <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Well, Dave, anything to plug? Any new, uh, yeah, plug any away, new uh, shows coming up? Anything? Uh... Uh, no, you know, I'm just, uh, uh, I don't know. If you're in New York, come see me. I post my shows on Instagram. That's generally mostly what I'm doing, not really touring right now. And I have my podcast. It's called What's It Called? And that's like my yeah. favorite thing. Listen to that. Hell yeah. Um, at Amazing. Dave to the Ross on stuff, and you can find follow there. Dave. Yes, he's the fucking man. We love you, Dave. And uh, I will be in Tulsa, uh, not this week, but next Tulsa week. King. I'll, yeah, and I'll be uh, at sucks. the Comedy Cellar in Vegas at the end of the month. Uh, that's in March. I've got, I got a bunch of dates coming up. I'm going to Arizona, Texas, uh, Go Bananas and Cincy. Will be later this summer. A uh, bunch of fun stuff, so go to my website for more. And I have merch now, which is exciting. Hey. And get on the Patreon, baby. We need you. I just bought a house. Tommy, what do you got? Get on the Patreon. I'm trying to buy Tom's house right from under him. I'm trying to outbid this motherfucker <laughs> at the late. last second. <laughs> right when they're handing you the keys. I'm coming in with a big <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah, come to my shows, too. I need, uh, I need beer for my pig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my pig is shaking. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pig won't go to meetings. It won't go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks again, Dave. Yeah. All right. Keep it crispy. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.